As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Wait till they get a load of me. I'm Spartacus! I'm Spartacus! I'm Batman. I am the father. I am Optimus Prime. My name is Bob. James Bob. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! You shall not pass! Here's Johnny! Some men just want to watch the world burn. I'm only human, Harry! Talking movies with Brian Lataki. And here we go. Here's Brian Lataki. You can do it! Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and today we swing into the biggest movie on the planet right now Spider Man No Way Home. Ever since I got bit by that spider, I've only had one week where my life has felt normal. That was when you found out. Watch that spell where you wanted everyone to forget the Peter Parker Spider-Man. We started getting some visitors. From every universe. They all die fighting Spider-Man. I'm sorry, kid. Yeah, me too. They're a danger to our universe. What's happening? They're starting to come through, and I can't stop them. With Spider-Man's identity now revealed, Peter asks Doctor Strange for help. But when a spell goes wrong, dangerous foes from other worlds start to appear, forcing Peter to discover what it truly means to be Spider-Man. Written by the team of Chris McKenna and Eric Summers and directed by John Watts, Spider-Man No Way Home stars Tom Holland as Peter Parker, Zendaya as MJ, Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange, Jacob Badalon as Ned Leeds, and features John Favreau, Jamie Foxx, Willem Dafoe, Alfred Molina, Benedict Wong, Marissa Tomei, Thomas Hayden Church, and so, so, so many more. As is tradition with a movie of this magnitude, this review is intended to be entirely spoiler-free. All right. For 148 minutes, I sat in my seat and I enjoyed every second of this movie. In fact, when the credits started rolling was the only time that I felt any disappointment because I just wanted it to keep going. It would be an understatement for me to say anything less than the fact that I loved this movie start to finish. No Way Home starts immediately where Far From Home leaves off with the world now knowing that Peter Parker, a nerdy high school kid from Queens, is actually their friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And from there, it dials it up to 11. If you've watched any trailers or recognize some of the names that I had previously mentioned, Spidey is met with a series of villains from other universes that immediately push him to his limits. This movie had emotional scenes that hit me harder than the snap. It had action sequence on par with Endgame, and it has set up for Amy Pascal and Tom Holland's next Spider trilogy that is absolutely well done. I have heard inklings of what the ending of this movie was, and at that time, I was a little bummed out. But seeing how it played out on the big screen, the only thing that makes me angry is the fact that we now have to wait another two or three years for Spider-Man the college years. Honestly, I cannot think of a bad thing to say about this movie. I mean, there was this one scene where Spider- Oh man, that part was crazy. Just amazing. I give Spider-Man No Way Home an A+. The holidays are here and so are the gatherings, so stand out with a fresh cut and style. The team at Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road are ready to line you up and make you look your best. Walk-ins are always welcome, or you can visit my barber by booking today at boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! 
let's get into movie news you can use, and let's start it off with a couple of trailers that released over this past weekend. The first trailer worth taking a look at is the upcoming movie The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, where Nicolas Cage plays Nick Cage. But I'm going to get this next role, and when I do, all of that changes. Then I'm back. Not that you went anywhere. <laughs> he was so good in The Rock. What about Gone in 60 Seconds? Have you seen Croods 2? No, I'm 44 years old. Why would I see Croods 2? I've seen Face Off and Con Air. We got another offer. What's it about? You head to Southern Spain and you attend a wealthy gentleman's birthday party. I would never do that. It's a million bucks, Nick. I'll take it. Creatively unfulfilled and facing financial ruin, this fictionalized version of Cage must accept a million-dollar offer to attend the birthday of a dangerous superfan played by Pedro Pascal. Nicolas Cage has learned who Nicolas Cage is with this movie, so it looks extremely exciting. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent debuts in theaters on April 22nd of 2022. The next trailer worth taking a look at is our first look at Mads Mikkelsen in the role of Grindelwald, with the first trailer from Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. This is the team that's going to take down the most dangerous wizard in over a century. A magizoologist, this indispensable assistant. A wizard descended from a very old family, a school teacher, and a muggle. Dumbledore asked that I give you something, Jacob. Are you kidding me right now? Who wouldn't like our chances? This film, taking place several years after the event of Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, continues the adventures of Newt Scamander. No official synopsis has been released quite yet, but it seems that Newt will team with his friends as well as Dumbledore to finally take down Grindelwald. As of now, Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore will release in theaters on April 15th of 2022. There was a couple movies that also saw their release dates moved back, just a little bit, starting with the Ethan Hawke horror film The Black Phone, which was previously slated to hit theaters on February 4th, has now been moved back to June 24th of 2022. The Train to Busan remake titled The Last Train to New York had its release date released, with the upcoming date of April 21st, 2023 being the day. Fast and Furious 10 was pushed back to May 19th of 2023, while DC announced that The Blue Beetle, which was originally going to be an HBO Max release exclusive will now release in theaters on August 18th of 2023. Moving into casting news, Ben Schwartz has officially signed on to join Nicolas Cage, Nicholas Holt, and Aquafina in the upcoming Renfield movie, which is the story of one of Dracula's many servants. Nicolas Cage is playing Dracula while Nicholas Holt is playing the title character. In the rumor mill, Derek Bozeman, Chadwick Bozeman's brother, has signed a petition alongside 45,000 others that want to keep the character of T'Challa by having a new actor step into the role. According to TMZ, Derek had said that Chadwick always thought that T'Challa was bigger than just himself, and he knew the power of the character and the positive influence it carries. He did acknowledge that Chadwick never overtly expressed what he thought should happen with the character, but that he's sure his brother would want T'Challa to live on. The petition does state that this is not a call to replace Chadwick Boseman, as no one could ever 
do that. It's just to replace the character of T'Challa. Destin Daniel Cretton, the writer and director of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, has stated that he wants Jackie Chan to be in the sequel. While speaking with Cinema Blend, Cretton stated, quote, I mean, if we could ever get Jackie into a movie, that would be a lifelong dream of mine. Cinema Blend's Law Sharma suggested that they put it out into the universe, with Cretton responding, yeah, let's put it out there. Stranger things in the world have happened as Simu Lu, Shang-Chi himself, expressed the desire to play the character on Twitter shortly after the project was announced, before being cast less than a year later. Another rumor in the Marvel Universe is that Matthew Vaughn, who tackled the X-Men franchise with X-Men First Class, was asked while promoting the Kingsman who he believes should take on the role of Wolverine now that Hugh Jackman has said he does not want to be back. While speaking with ComicBook.com, Vaughn said, quote, Well, he's got older now, but I would say Tom Hardy would have been awesome. I think Taron could do it in his sleep, referring to Taron Egerton. Aaron Taylor Johnson could do it as well. I mean, I think Aaron or Taron would be my first two choices, could do it really well. Vaughn also went on to tease that there is an upcoming Kingsman 3 and that the project includes both Eggsy and Harry's participation. When asked who would be returning, Vaughn said, quote, Eggsy and Harry, obviously, but it's the gang coming back together and it's one of those moments that when we wrote the screenplay, it was very much about, okay, I saw how people love the relationship of Eggsy and Harry, so we just came up with this thing. What could be the ultimate reason for them to either fall in love or to hate each other forever? So that's what this movie is all about, is will they or won't they, let's just say. Vaughn also teased, quote, we've got a big reboot of Kick-Ass in two years. Big reboot. It's so f***ing nuts that I can't talk about it, but we've got that ready to go. All the rights revert back in two years, then we're going to reboot it where people will be like, he's insane. The Library of Congress's National Film Registry in the U.S. has unveiled 25 new films that include Wally, Return of the Jedi, and more that have been chosen for preservation, and the list of movies is a truly eclectic group of films from various genres. Among the new entries are also Selena, A Nightmare on Elm Street, The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, and Pink Flamingos. The films that date from 1902 to 2008 are going to be honored for their historical and cultural significance and will be added to the registry to help preserve them for future generations. In order to be considered, movies must be at least 10 years old, and they are picked by Carla Hayden, the Librarian of Congress, after consulting with members of the National Film Preservation Board and other specialists. The library also allows the public to submit nominations, and you can do so at their website if there's something you feel is missing. More than 6,100 films were nominated this year, with the highest number of votes going to Return of the Jedi. Last week, I mentioned the film Deep Water that Disney has pulled from their release schedule, starring Ben Affleck and Anna de Armas. Well, according to Deadline, the film is now set to go to streaming after being pulled from its theatrical release. As of now, it appears that Hulu will host the film's domestic release, while Amazon will be in charge of streaming the movie overseas. Deep Water was originally set to hit theaters on January 14th of 2022, but its release date has not quite been released. Oscar-winning writer and director Spike Lee has signed on for an exclusive deal with Netflix. Spike Lee had this to say, quote, There is no better way for me and my company 40 Acres and Emil Filmworks to begin the new year than renew our partnership with Ted, Scott, and Tendo, the fearless leaders of Netflix. Besides my joints, we together will focus on new, diverse storytellers. Youth must be served, and that's the truth, Ruth. You dig? Show enough. <laughs> Disney announced that they are rebooting the series Zorro. I am known by many names, but you can call me Zorro. Cars the sea with his blade, a sea that stands for Zorro. 
with Wilmer Valderrama stepping into the role as Don Diego de la Vega and his suave alter ego, the masked horseman known as Zorro. No other stars or timetable has been set, but Valderrama did say that he is excited to be a part of the legacy and for other children to know that they too can be the heroes of their own stories is a dream come true. NBC has announced that the Law & Order revival will feature the character Jack McCoy and that Sam Watterson will be reprising the role. Dick Wolf's crime drama premieres on February 24th of 2021. According to sources, Watterson has only signed a one-year contract for the reprisal and is joining Anthony Anderson, who's reprising his role as Detective Kevin Bernard. And finally, we end on the news that prolific author Anne Rice, the author of Interview with the Vampire, has passed away at the age of 80. Interview with the Vampire was the start of a series known as The Vampire Chronicles, which ended up consisting of 12 other novels plus two spin-offs under the new Tales of Vampires banner. AMC is currently building franchises out of both The Vampire Chronicles as well as her series The Mayfair Witches novels. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC and download full-length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And as always, when you're thinking, hey, I'm about to do something that could break the universe, just run it by us next time. <laughs>